welcome to Dungeons and Diapers. I'm your host this week, Ryan, and joining me is a guest because Crofton's on vacation. He took a vacation. You can follow him on Twitter at Crofton Steers. You can see all the. Actually, I don't think he's posting photos. I think he's just posting like weird observances of like jelly beans and stuff. So maybe don't go there, but stay here because we have a special guest. Adam is here. Uh, Adam is the artist behind the Bug Martini webcomic. You might follow him on Twitter at Bug Martini, but Adam, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, it's really good to have you on the show. It's kind of funny. Um, when we were looking for guests, I, I we, we've had you in our notes since January about um, uh, a kids TV show review we were going to do for Extra Life, and uh, we're going to do that later on in the show. And I thought, you know what, Adam used to podcast. Maybe he wants to guest and you know dust off the USB mic and you know plug it in and cross your fingers and hope it works. Learn how to install Discord, and and here you are. Thank you for being on the show. <laughs> oh, I miss podcasting. <laughs> This is so nice. This is so any chance to get uh, to, to get on a podcast. I'm I, I would do a podcast just about like cat fancy or uh, about old uh, you know cars. Even mm-hmm. though I know nothing about cars, I would do it just to be on a podcast again. Yeah, I don't know anything about old cars either. So I imagine if this was a podcast about old cars, it'd just be like us sitting here for 30 minutes saying we really don't know anything about old cars well really we would say yeah i don't know much about old cars but hey <laughs> let me tell you about uh, fifth edition D. i do know a few things about that you know it would i would just steer the conversation that way <laughs> yeah that's a good point you just get a bunch of people subscribing thinking we'd call it the old car show and <laughs> uh and it'd just be about D. and you know what i don't don't think i'm gonna veer away from your segue because it's perfect let's talk about fifth edition D because you have in the notes that you've been trying to get back to tabletop rpgs or have do you play a lot of D D? like what are you looking at when i moved i moved to madison in uh, 2000 and for some reason all my friends all moved here as well and all my friends are we're all gamers and we've been playing role-playing games god for decades now and um we would be meeting every single week to play some sort of role-playing game usually D D. And since the lockdown hit, that was the first time we ever had this long break where we just didn't see each other, you know. And since we all gotten vaccinated, we're like, hey, let's we can finally game again. But of course, now that we're gaming again, I have a four month old daughter who now needs attention as well. <laughs> so it's like, great, I, 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 I health wise, I can game, but I, I have a baby. I can't, I can't leave for three hours. Um, but I, my wife has been letting me sneak out here and there. Um, but yeah, I, I've been I've been uh, champing at the bit to to get back into a regular uh, tabletop role playing game um, situation. Yeah, yeah, I, I feel that. You know, it's it's funny. I'm I'm friends with a lot of folks that love to play tabletop games, and uh, Crofton on the show has has talked about some of his his gaming experience. He has. Um, he has older kids, you know, one is six and, and one is three. So they're a little older where it's kind of easier to say like, all right, I'm going to go play video games and, and board games with the friends. Mm. Um, and, and I'm totally <laughs> there as well. You know, we, we've talked about, uh, we talked pre-show about having <laughs> three kids and it's almost like it's not even about the age anymore. It's about the, the <laughs> being outnumbered. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you know, so, uh, 
like yeah, I I I've I've played a little bit of Dungeons and Dragons, and I think the one thing that I've taken away from it is that it it is about that continued play. It is about you know playing with the same people, mm-hmm. um, you know, over and over again with with every playthrough, and uh, I think that's that's something you miss, especially if you're used to doing it in person. And we talk about lockdowns and and the pandemic, like trying to do that online is tough. And that's the thing is like, we're all old. I'm like 47 and I'm one of the youngest people in the group. So we're not ready to start doing this online. You know, yeah, it's a very social, that's the thing. It's we're all friends, but this is the reason we keep seeing each other without the role-playing game. I don't know that we'd see each other on a regular basis. And yeah, it really killed it, killed us to like, have to be be safe and not see each other you know as the longest we've stint we've ever gone without actually physically seeing each other um but it's funny you said like your your show's called dungeon and diapers i'm thinking like oh ryan must play lots of role-playing games <laughs> with, the, with, the, with the podcast called dungeon diapers but then i think about your tweets and like well it's mostly video game stuff i don't see him talking about D D or anything else really i i guess so you you you've dabbled a little yeah i've dabbled and and it's funny um you know, I I had a I still ha- I guess I still have the character, and it's funny as I look up on my shelf, I have the little um, uh, yeah, figurine that my friend had purchased and painted and, and gave to us um, as a gift, and and that's the character that I have uh, in D anD D, and it's and it's interesting because we we had a campaign running for three or four years, and it was always we'd always do D anD D weekends where maybe twice a year we'd get together and we'd do like day-long campaigns and again Mm. this was before kids um yeah (laughs) for mostly everybody in the group and uh we would uh we would do all these campaigns and there was a secret about my character never revealed before over the four-year campaign and we slowly stopped playing and i I think we had a we had a bachelor party for our uh dungeon master and he someone they put together a custom campaign for us and they imported our characters into that campaign and as part of the campaign all our characters were stripped naked and of course like the secret of my character is that he's a a special um he's a special race it's like a i think it's a genasi where they're just covered and they're just fire people so no one knew i was like a fire person and all of a sudden (laughs) i'm like wait are we all naked and like yeah you're all naked it's like oh well this well then <laughs> this is gonna be awkward uh i'm i'm a long lost uh race of people that are made of fire so surprise <laughs> and everyone's like oh that was the secret you and the dm were kind of working through for the last five six years well <laughs> let's run through this totally jokey uh <laughs> bachelor yeah. party story one shot and uh you know it was kind of funny oh that's rough yeah, it was good though. It it was a good it was a good amount of fun. And no, like I don't don't necessarily play a lot of Dungeons and Diapers, but or Dungeons and Diapers. Dungeons, I did it again. Dragons, Dungeons <laughs> and Dragons. There it is. Um, but uh, I, I've I've like you said, I've certainly dabbled. Uh, mm. Just don't have a lot of folks nearby that play. Everybody I play with is is separated by. Gosh, we're all at least like everyone's like an hour and a half in every direction mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. um and then you put kids into the mix and it's like trying to trying to sort out that is is even tougher but oh yeah yeah, yeah. I, w- I wish i wish we played more I, I really do we tried the online thing a little bit and it, it just wasn't it wasn't for me because i found like we would go we would try to do the five hour sessions and staring at a computer screen 
uh, for five hours oh. was, was tough, especially after a day of doing it for eight hours. So I stay, but yeah, yeah, after a whole day of doing it already, yeah, I wouldn't want to do that either. Yeah, for sure. Although I will say the the lockdown did get me more into Fortnite. Ooh, because that was a way I could play with. I, I asked all my friends. I only got a I got only got a couple of bites of uh, some of my friends who's like, well, I mean, I, you know, like one friend knew Fortnite just because his son wanted to play it. And so he checked it out just to make sure, like, is this an okay game that my kid could be playing? And then he started playing. So that was our kind of, my kind of, um, uh, instead of D&D night, like, oh, we'll do like a few Fortnite game, you know, a few Fortnite nights, essentially, you know. Are you playing on console or PC? PS4. Nice. Yeah. So is it the custom crossover stuff that really got you into it? It honestly, it was the fact that um, oh, hello, <laughs> a three year old just joined me. Um, honestly, it was the fact it was the fact that like it was mostly the fact that I had two friends that uh, had already been playing and were up for like, hey, let's get together. And it was cool because yeah, I have the PS4. One friend had a PC, other friend was on a Switch, and it was just like, oh my god, we're all playing together. And it's a guy who grew up in like you know playing video games in the eighties, and it's like, oh my god, we're playing. It'd be like, all right, I'm going to play Mario Brothers on my Nintendo, and you bring your Sega, you turn on your Sega and just bring Sonic into my game. It just blew my mind as an old man that we could be doing this, you know? Yeah, I agree. I think it's one of those things with cross-play and uh, cross-progression even with video games and Fortnite kind of running with that flag to allow everybody to play no matter what platform i mean you can have someone on on i almost said iphone i guess you can't do that because the whole apple app no, no, i was gonna say not anymore you <laughs> could do it in the old days yeah yeah but you know like everyone on a different console like even then that was unheard of i remember growing up it was always like xbox playstation or nintendo sega and you know mm-hmm. uh never the twain shall meet but now it's like it's all good and i know you know it's uh it's so much nicer because again i i know those conversations still exist of people saying like well i much prefer this platform and the other platform's the worst it's like really they're all yeah. the same <laughs> i know i know those i have to admit uh, the part of me that likes drama does like listening to those conversations, but I don't subscribe to that kind of theory. You know, it's like, I don't care. I'm not a fanboy of any system, you know? Yeah. It's like, whatever works for you, works for you. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I can't imagine having the time to respond to every Xbox official tweet being like, Xbox sucks, PlayStation's the best. Like, every one. I, I don't get those people. <laughs> the, the people without kids. I think that's what we can agree on. They don't have kids. That's true. Before I had kids, I was always responding to the official Xbox uh, <laughs> tweets. Everyone. Um, yeah, that's good that you've gotten into Fortnite. I mean, it's one of those things that I always thought would be nice to get into, mm. but I'm terrible at it. <laughs> oh, no. we I, I suck, too. <laughs> oh, okay. The funny thing is, every so often you get thrown into a match with a bunch of people who also are about your level. <laughs> they also suck as well. And I think almost like Fortnite might throw new people a, a bone or two, or maybe they just throw too many bots in the game. Where I've actually like won a few games. You know, like once you win one game, you're like, oh, now you get kind of you get kind of hooked. You know? Yeah, I could see that. Um, and you know, it, you've talked about it. It's some. It's a way for you to kind of play with your friends and connect online and and have that sort of sense of community. And I totally understand that from a perspective of you know, just having a place to, to hang out with your friends. And it's more about, uh, it's more about chatting than it is about. Oh yeah. Yeah. 
yeah, like I totally get that. And again, like I've certainly played my, I'm not great at multiplayer games. So anytime we're playing a multiplayer game, it really is about the people you're playing it with. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's much nicer when it's, (laughs) you know, not random internet people, Um, man. I couldn't do that. I, I would never want to like just get with people that I didn't know. But no, yeah, I would never get into a bunch of games with a bunch of randos or anything. Yeah, it would have to be my friends, or I'm just gonna be by myself. You know. Exactly. I 100% agree. Um, so, are you running around with like a like the Superman skin or or the Mando skin? Like, what are you what are you working with? I, I got in with the Mando skin, and then I fell in love with the Stormtrooper skin. That was my favorite thing. But actually, I haven't played in a while. Um, yeah, I guess I got yeah, I guess I got hooked on the Ma- on the Mandalorian skin at first, and I was like, oh, this is my skin. And then of course everyone else was running around with that damn skin, so it's like, well, okay, I don't want to be like everybody else. Um, but yeah, what? But since since the no, nah, I shouldn't say the lockdown hasn't has hasn't ended, but since my friends have gotten vaccinated, uh, Fortnite's kind of fallen away a little bit. Yeah. And then like uh, like I said, I, I have a four month old uh, daughter, and now that's pretty much uh. Like a little sponge has just, just sopped up all the droplets of free time that I used to have, and uh, I, I I see you so sometimes tweeting about like little video game comments and stuff, and I was like, oh, must be nice, <laughs> must be nice to have time to play video games. I I you know I don't have as much time as I used to, and uh, sometimes I'll stay up uh, way too late. And I definitely remember it was not too long ago that I had a four month old, and and there is that like. Uh, you know, that time that you have to both devote and, and also prepare for, you know, cause like sometimes the four month old might sleep really well and be able to, you know, be up for 10 minutes and go back down, you know, just after a quick feed. And it, and, and I found anytime I stayed up too late to play video games was also the night where Isabel was just like, hold my bottle, you know? And yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you got to, <sighs> You got to balance it for sure. Here, give me a second here. Do you want to play with your Legos? Mm-hmm. Do you want to put them on the carpet? You're going to push them yourself? <laughs> okay. She's slowly pushing a, a box of Legos away from me. I think we're good for a little bit. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned video games. And for me, like, I've been... This has kind of been the year of remasters and revisiting, like, games released a decade ago. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of been my focus this year is just kind of looking at like games I've already played or smaller indie games. Um, like before we even started recording, I was playing um, 12 Minutes, which is a new indie game on um, Xbox Game Pass. And it's a game that literally focuses on a, a 12 minute span of time. Although I haven't been clever enough to get to the 12 minute mark. <laughs> I usually mm-hmm. uh, reset the clock around six minutes. Um, but you know, focusing a lot on like smaller things. So again, that makes it easier to bring those onto the, the gamers in to talk about something new game pass Mm. has been really good for that. Um, but also looking at the remasters that have come out this year, like skyward sword and mass effect legendary edition, where I've played them before, but now I can kind of play them on the next platform and kind of revisit them. And that's where I've really enjoyed because then I don't feel like I, I need to see the end of this. Like this year, there hasn't been a lot of these big, you know, narrative experiences where I really feel like I have to, um, 
you know, finish it right away or else it's going to be spoiled for me on Twitter, right? Right, right. Um, so that's been really good. And that's kind of where I've put my focus in. And I mean, that's also where I'm glad, like, the Disney Plus shows are, like, usually a half hour because sometimes oh it's God. even... <laughs> sometimes they're spoiled, like, before I even wake up the next morning. Yeah. Oh, I know, I know. I, I got yelled at on Twitter because I posted something about the the, the last... What, which, what was it? I guess it was the last episode of the second season. Um, I'm afraid to say anything now. <laughs> I never know who's, who, who you're going to spoil. But I made, I made a little image reference thing and so i was like oh, thanks a lot and seeing i was like really come on you know like i made the time how lucky are is disney that they I, I, it's almost like they planned it like okay if there's ever a pandemic we'll release all these cool shows on disney plus <laughs> with the mandalorian and wandavision loki like it's like those things are awesome and and they're yeah, you're right they're nice little bite size they're not this huge commitment i i still have not seen black widow and a friend of mine invited me, and I was like, I almost had a chance, but then like I the the plans fell apart, and I couldn't go. So I was like, oh, thank God, I can like, you know. But I, I don't know about you, but I still have to watch like those shows, even though they're not very long. I still have to watch them like at night, like on my phone in bed, and I watch like half of one. I'm like, okay, all right, that's uh, that's as much time as I have. I I can watch the second half of this very short show tomorrow, maybe, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I, so, you know, I usually, um, with the Marvel shows, uh, Ashley, my wife's been into them as well. Um, not as much as, nice. as I am, but she's been, she's been like, I think Falcon, the winter soldier was a little tougher cause it's a little more Marvel. Um, mm. WandaVision was, was more fantastical. So she was all in right. it was something different every week. Um, but you're right. Like the 30 minute, 40 minute episode, it's kind of crazy. Like we can sit down and crush like three or four episodes of Superstore after a long day just to watch something and turn our brains off. But mm -hmm. like when it's an hour long episode of something like uh, Queen's Gambit, it's like ah, oh, well not tonight. Can't do an hour yeah. show tonight, <laughs> you know. Um, but with these Disney shows, it's been nice. We kind of make a, a night of it. So um, usually Friday nights after everything's you know said and done, we'll be like, all right, we've like lately it's been. You know, we have, uh, well, it was Loki, um, and then now it's What If and Ted Lasso are two two shows that we're kind of trying to keep on top of. And yeah. those those are shows that really haven't been spoiled on Twitter, so it's been nice to kind of, it's been fine to wait two days. You mm -hmm. know, um, worst case scenario, I think, with Ted Lasso, is I've, it was a Christmas episode. It's like, oh, well, it's not really much of a spoiler. It's it's August, so right. it sounds nice, <laughs> honestly. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been, uh, it's usually like just try to trying to find that half hour. We can usually find that half hour, but again, like I remember what it was like to have a four month old and, uh, mm -hmm. sometimes you just don't have the energy, right. To, uh, oh my God. All right. It. <laughs> yeah. I feel you. And, uh, yeah, like, but then there is that other side of it too, where it's like, man, when they get older, like we're going to be able to watch what if season five together, it's going to be great. Oh my God. My wife and I have been talking about that. I keep saying like, I cannot wait till these girls are just a little bit older where you could watch, you know, just watch star Wars or just any of that stuff with them. And even if they don't like it, then they can go do, they can go watch their own thing, you know? <laughs> Yeah, and she's like, "Oh, we're gonna miss it when they're babies and they're helpless and stuff." Like, I don't know, uh, maybe a little bit, but I, I can't, I can't wait till they're old enough. And yeah, you could sit down. Like my, I have a sister who has got um, three kids, and 
they will sit down and I think they all watched all the Marvel, um, all the, all the Disney plus like Marvel and star Wars shows together. Like as that's their, it's their family show night kind of thing, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, God, God, it's like, it's what I'm aspiring to, you know, it's like maybe someday, maybe someday in the future, some years from the future, they're like Mar- Disney plus will be doing their new thing. And then that will be what we all watch at you know, dinner time or something. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's funny, like, uh, it's not going to surprise folks at home, but like the way time is, has kind of been working. I remember seeing the Lego movie in theaters before I had kids and thinking like, and I remember they announced a sequel and I thought, oh man, when that sequel comes out, we'll have kids and we'll be able to watch that, the sequel with our kids. And sure enough, when uh, the sequel came out, like four or five years later, like Caden was old enough that we could sit down and watch the mm-hmm. Lego movie part two. And I, and I had to say it, turn to him and, and quietly whisper like the first one was better. And then yeah. <laughs> he didn't really understand what I was saying, but he'll remember eventually. Um, but yeah, there's like, and it's kind of funny when you think about um, stuff that we grew up with and watched like, uh, you know, Jurassic Park and Star Wars and all that. Mm. And now there are versions of those properties that are good for you know, a younger audience. Like there is a kid's. Mm-hmm. Jurassic Park show. I remember my I remember my daughter like watching it, and all of a sudden I looked like this is this is like a Jurassic Park, yeah, a little CG animated show, and it's like wow, like you would have think that that would come out when the movie came out, but no, it's coming out. I don't know. I guess it's Jurassic World's kind of revitalizing the the brand. But yeah, it's weird to see stuff that you know that you grew up with being kind of repackaged for kids. You know, yeah. And and even with that, like I'm sitting there watching them watch, you know, Camp Cretaceous or whatever, and they're loving it because, of course, it's like it's for kids, so no one's in any true danger. But I'm sitting there saying, like, right. that same dinosaur, I've seen it kill multiple people, <laughs> you know, in the movies, and they're uh-huh. just sitting there like, oh my god, run! And I'm like, oh, I guess we really couldn't watch the movies because it would ruin <laughs> this. <laughs> it- I, I did have that thought because she's but my 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 three year old's been really getting into dinosaurs and I was like oh man I could watch Jurassic Park with you and then quickly my brain like did this quick flash of all the horrific scenes of that movie I was like oh dear God no I can't and I think of Jurassic Park as a pretty family friendly it's a sweet Spielberg movie you know it, you know, there's little kids in this movie but it's like no no she wouldn't be able to handle some of these scenes yeah well you'll appreciate this because I I think I've voiced this concern before and I thought could you like quote unquote sanitize the first Jurassic Park so that it like you'd have to cut out maybe four or five scenes, right? I, I don't think it'd be that bad. No, well, the here's the problem. Okay, you could do that. You you could do that. You could trim it down. It may be ten minutes shorter. It wouldn't yeah. be much, but there'd be a lot of like, you know, what happened to that guy? What happened to the lawyer? What happened to? <laughs> What happened to the the ranger? What happened? It would be a lot of what happened to Samuel Jackson's. Like uh, they just they they went to the bathroom, sweetie. You know yeah. that would be a lot. It almost be, wouldn't be worth it because there'd be so many questions of those little holes. It you're you're absolutely right though. You you could just you could say like oh well, you know how that one time we went on that trip and they had really bad restaurant food. It's hitting everybody at the different time, right? Remember the dinner scene at the beginning of the movie? Oh yeah, <laughs> they had food. They're all sick. Yeah, they all have food poisoning, and they went to different bathrooms. That's why the lawyer never came out of the bathroom. He's just not feeling well. <laughs> <laughs> I almost think I might be able to get her to watch Star Wars. I just don't know. I feel like Star Wars for a little kid with the kind of movies and TV shows that they have now, I feel like Star Wars would look like such an old movie. 
Yeah. There'll be that film grain. Everyone's got 70s haircuts. There's a lot of talking. And I don't know. I keep thinking, like, I don't know if she's going to have the patience for for a movie like Star Wars to sit through it all the way through. We tried Star Wars with our two oldest. Probably um, Abigail would have been around three and Caden would have been four or so. So it was a couple years ago. And mm. um, I think you're you're spot on. Like they they just kind of got bored because I think it you're wasn't right. like everything else they've they've been watching so far. Um, mm-hmm. But I did bring up like watching the first Star Wars: A New Hope, and a lot of people point to the force choke scene, like right near the beginning, that can be a little mm. problematic. And I mean, mm. I, say, I get that, but like again, it's but he, you know, he doesn't die, and it, it's it's uncomfortable mm. at best. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It'd be a lot of what's he doing? What's wrong? She probably just, like think what's wrong with him. Yes. Why? <laughs> I don't know if she put the connection together. You like me sing? She makes something with her Lego. Is that blue sing? Yeah. Although I don't know. I think I I think someone else put this together, and you're just claiming the credit. <laughs> but I do like it, Leah. I do like <laughs> it. Thank you. That's from me. That's from you. Thank you very much. There's nothing going on here on the computer. I know you're looking for something interesting. There's nothing interesting going on here. There's nothing. Look, there's nothing. It's just it's just a it's just a plain old screen here. It's just a Discord screen. It's, it's What's that screen on? <laughs> oh no, now you saw the little guy waving. No, that's nothing. Don't worry about that. Anyway. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> I think you're right. Like the the you could probably sanitize the the force choke scene by just being like, ah, you know, He's fine. I don't think, I don't think he, like, this is the thing. Like, how many people, you know, I, and I think I said this, I was talking to Crofton about it. How many people die on screen? It's like, well, there's all that laser fire. It's like, that looks like they're being stunned. I, I didn't know they were dying from those shots until like the seventh movie, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Well, they, they died kind of, I remember Pat Oswald talked about that, about watching Westerns and people in Westerns, when they got shot, they would just grab their chest and fall over. There was no real, there's no blood or anything. It's like, eh, I don't know. It's very, the violence is kind of abstract. It's just people who you don't, no one you know gets killed. It's just stormtroopers or just a few rebels in the beginning, but they just fall down, you know? It's not a horrific death or anything. Actually, I think the trash compactor monster might might freak her out a little bit. Yeah, that's that's actually a good point. That one that one's tough. Um, yeah, like, and this is the thing. Like, I think you can do that sort of take a shot at it and see what happens. And I think that's what we did. And we re- and I realized I quickly realized like, uh, it's probably a couple more years. You know, before right. they really want to focus in on on star wars yeah right did, did you get through the whole movie no yeah you just stopped it at a certain point yeah about halfway through i i think it was after you know um i think they barely made it through the tatooine stuff and i think mm. after that because it, it kind of goes the a new hope kind of has that oh that's the other thing <laughs> i can't believe i forgot about it till just now there is that scene where his uh his adopted oh, parents yeah. are burned to death <laughs> forgot about that yeah yeah that's yeah that's a kind of a rough scene yeah that ain't, that ain't great okay and so. i think that's exactly what someone said to me and i'm like oh yeah that was yeah. a tough one too <laughs> <laughs> so maybe maybe not maybe not do star wars yeah you're right yeah maybe hold <laughs> off the funny thing is i i was three Yes, it is. I was three when Star Wars first well, was first in the theaters, and my parents took me to see Star Wars, and I have very, very faint memories of it. And the only parts I can remember was 
uh, the, right in the beginning where Luke is talking to his aunt and uncle, and I remember thinking, this is boring. That, that was my only memory of Star Wars was, this is boring. It's just people talking. I have a three-year-old vocabulary, and, I'm, and they're talking about, you know, the Empire and all this other stuff that's like, it's like, I, I don't know what's going on, you know? So my mom always liked to say that I really got into it, but I don't know. At three? Yeah, I might, I might have been a little freaked out by the burning skeletons. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I mean, everyone has those those movies. I remember when when I was a kid, my older brother, I didn't watch it, but I guess my older brother watched um, the first Tim Burton Batman movie. And mm. then looking back at it, it's not it's really not that bad. The scene that really freaked him out. But it was when Joker like falls into the pit of uh, mm. goop, I guess. And then yeah. he comes out and he's he's the Joker. And I think that little, like really, he was scarred by that for, for years, just by the Joker. And you look back at that, it's like, man, pre-Dark Knight, Jack Nicholson yeah. is the Joker. It's really not that bad. I know, uh, it's pretty campy. Yeah, exactly. And I think for me, my specific memory of like a traumatizing movie was um, uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Uh, the mm. He picks the cup and then he melts. And again... Yeah. I know that now it's just a really um, cheesy sort of stop motion prosthetic thing, um, mm-hmm. but but in the back when I watched it, it's like oh man, the idea of like sipping from the wrong cup and then suddenly like you just age to oblivion. Yeah, Oof, you know. Uh, yeah, it kind of it gave me uh, it, it definitely kept me up at night. But yeah, mm-hmm. but these days like there's also so much content that that you you can enjoy with your kids that is not terrible um like i mean we've watched i can't even tell you how many times i've watched frozen one and two uh <laughs> it's it's a lot um but mm. and paw patrol is also another one. Oh god i know i don't i don't even want to say it near in her <laughs> yeah in, been... in earshot of her but yes that show yeah <laughs> I've, I've had enough of that show yeah she could come on and she could just tell us all about uh all our favorite oh. moments in adventure bay <laughs> yeah <laughs> that'd be a podcast right there um it that yeah that show and i remember you know people at work before i had kids they're like oh don't even show them paw patrol because it'll just never stop <laughs> yep and i remember with caden it was like oh well i hear this paw patrol show is good and and um i've cursed that moment ever since so <laughs> and now there's a movie coming out i saw that i i, I even thought about telling her i was like i won't mention that yeah, but I think uh, I, I think it's coming to Paramount Plus in in your area, so you could probably stream it and watch it from home, or not, or not. I mean, it, <laughs> <laughs> this part of me is like, oh, she's seen enough of those. That's dogs. true. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm one of those folks that like. Um, I did this with the Sonic movie, and you know, I know it's a cheesy kids movie, but like, part of me is mm. like, yeah, I want to want to get in on this stuff and i don't mind paw patrol like i won't sit there and i've I've watched like i've seen them i've seen them all at least once and i'm good with that Mm -hmm. but uh (laughs) you know like a movie like for there's something about um uh like just being there with your with your kids when they're enjoying something that and you know they're really into it oh yeah and that is a that is a great experience and i feel like with the paw patrol movie it's like there's a risk I'll have to watch it over and over again <laughs> until I can recite it, you know, word for word. But uh, there's also that first time where it's just like, maybe we can watch it and then I can convince them that we deleted it off the internet. <laughs> <laughs> no, I totally know what you're going with because for us, what it's been is um, going through Disney Plus and going through the old Disney movies. And that has been a lot of fun. 
is watching like Cinderella or Mary Poppins or stuff that you haven't seen in ages. And I'd say, Oh, let's watch this. And we start watching. And then you start realizing like, wow, I remember this movie way better than I thought I did. You know, you realize like, why, why I must've watched this a lot as a kid. Cause all these things like going into, it, I was like, ah, I think I saw this once maybe. And then I was like, Oh yeah, I remember that song. I remember that bit. I remember this scene, all the Disney animated movies with her and seeing her get all excited and standing on her chair. Cause she can't sit still, you know, being so excited to watch that. Those are the ones I like. Uh, the other show, yeah, uh, yeah. Oh no, I totally I understand. <laughs> and we we've done the the older Disney movies, and and honestly, we talk about watching Star Wars and worrying it's like an older film, and it might not, you know, it might not click. But with the animated stuff, it's totally worked. Like we've watched, you know, and it's funny. Like I'm not up on. I don't really like the timeline of Disney is kind of weird for me because it. I feel like it. Like, all the movies kind of came out, you know, late 80s, early 90s, and then everything after that kind of came out at, at a normal sort of speed. So mm. I'm sitting there and like, whoa, Cinderella's from the 70s? You know, right. uh, Snow White's from the 40s? And uh, we they have, like, cartoons on there from the 20s? And, mm. and we're watching all of these, and I'm trying to explain to them, like, this cartoon you're watching right now, streamed through the internet from wherever the server's on is a cartoon older than your great grandmother or yeah. <laughs> no, she watched this in theaters and they're mm-hmm. just like, yeah, sure. Dad, but it's Donald Duck and it's great. And, and um, <laughs> it's, it's kind of wild, you know, that we're able to do that now mm-hmm. <laughs> and they love it. They love all of it. They love the old school stuff. They love the new school, like animated stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and Disney plus just has a lot of it. Like it's kind of, crazy how much they've crammed into that one service and uh, and continue to deliver with all the marvel stuff and and um and the star wars stuff i i, I almost wish the star wars stuff would would come at a a, a speedier pace with all their live action spin-offs because uh, that's what i've enjoyed the most you know like i'm mm-hmm. not a huge star wars guy but like the mandalorian's co- probably the most i've loved star wars in a long time yeah, and uh, I'm excited for all all the spinoffs. Um, you know, uh, it'll be interesting to see what they're able to do. Like, I don't know if it, it's really been quiet, honestly, on on the Star Wars front from a live action perspective. Um, I don't know if they're just giving Marvel all the time, but it's weird. I think that's what it is. I remember there was a period there where they were coming out with the um, or they were coming out with the uh, the new Star Wars sequels episode uh, seven, eight, and nine. <laughs> And they were moving things around about when, because I think it was I think the Star Wars movie traditionally came out like in May or June. They always come out in like early summer, and then they started coming out in the winter. And people were like, "Why is this happening?" They said, "Oh, it's because Disney doesn't want their big Marvel movie to compete with their Star Wars movie." So Disney's very big on playing that game of chess with these two big properties. So we've been seeing all these Marvel shows, and I, I had the same thought too. I was like, "Wait a minute, what happened to like was it the Book of Fett and um, other Star Wars shows?" I'm like, "Oh, it, it's it's Marvel, it's Marvel's time right now." And at some point, Marvel's gonna take a break or something, and then the Disney then Disney will start pushing their their Star Wars shows. I assume. Yeah. You know? Well, it kind of it it, it seems that way because I think. You know, Bad Batch ended, What If started up, and then Visions, Star Wars Visions is supposed to pick up in September, so What If should be over. So it's almost like they're not even 
they're trying not to overlap mm. too much their their weekly stuff so uh yeah it's um we should get hawkeye and then hopefully uh the fat story and i think mandalorian isn't due until next year which is uh a bit of a bummer because i did like their sort of yearly um expected drop yeah and uh it sounds like we're not gonna get that this year which is unfortunate for sure but yeah it's 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 kept us busy from you know this is kind of one of the first times where i've sat there and i've thought thought, like it's probably time to stop paying for cable (laughs) you know oh i know right when disney plus came out i remember thinking like ah I don't know. I feel like I've seen every all the Disney stuff I need to see. I got Star Wars on DVD. What do I need? But you start seeing this nice. It's just so nice to have it all collected in one spot, you know? Yeah. And especially now you have kids, and it's like Simpsons has become our kind of default show. Like we, if, if my wife and I are like, ah, let's just watch the Simpsons, <laughs> you know? It's like okay, we can watch it and she can watch it. And we're all happy, you know. The jokes go over her head a lot, but she doesn't, you know, she just likes watching, you know, funny cartoons, you know. Yeah, but yeah, Disney. It's it's gotten to that point. It's like yeah, Disney Plus. That'd be the one thing I'd want to hold on to for a while. I wouldn't be very quick to to get rid of that uh, of that service. Yeah, Netflix has been a Netflix and Disney Plus have really turned into the uh, gotta keep subscribed category. Just mm-hmm. uh, Netflix because it it does have a lot of like more varied kids programming, um, mm-hmm. but also has the the trappings of Paw Patrol and. <laughs> And whatnot, but they've gotten really good at at having more variety there. And yeah, like you know, and that that's another good point is like watching you know the Marvel movies with your kids. I tried to watch Iron Man with with Caden when he was maybe four four or five, and it was the same idea. Like I I think it was just it wasn't a cartoon. It was it was kind of going over his head, you know. But now I think he'd be into it, you know. And those again, those movies aren't that bad again there's probably a couple scenes that could be a little you know questionable but i think marvel movies are also there where you can probably introduce around the same age uh, as Mm -hmm. so uh yeah that's something to think about as well um but yeah uh well you know what this might be a good time to uh speaking of nostalgia and and whatnot might be a good time to chat about the dungeons and dragons (laughs) saturday morning cartoon um we did a extra life donation run last year and adam was gracious enough to donate and he suggested that uh, i watch dungeons and dragons the saturday morning cartoon now um i can sit here and read through like what the show is but i'm curious like when i say dungeons and dragons saturday morning cartoon like what comes to mind for you because you watched this in the 80s when when it was the 80s yeah the 80s when it came out yeah yeah it was the 80s like mid 80s well what comes to mind for me is like this is the only time you would ever see anything on tv about dungeons and dragons because you never saw commercials. I think maybe in the very beginning, you know, you would see uh, the commercials for uh, for for D and D games, but uh, you almost never saw the cartoon. Like you never saw like uh, any sort of advertisement for uh, for Dungeons and Dragons. You know, so yeah. it was like the one fix. You know, it's interesting. Like I was trying to place the timing of it all, and obviously, um, you know, I listened to a lot of podcasts. I know uh, Scott Johnson has brought it up on his shows about how. You know, D&D might have been, like, taboo and that it was like, oh, it's how you worship the devil. And obviously yeah, right. none of that is true. <laughs> um, but 
I was trying to think like were you know the show ran from 83 to 85 it's one season um split across those those that time frame like was that sort of the age of which it was having those struggles or was that was D&D like cuz I'm not familiar with the history like or was D&D kind of like well it's not that anymore but it's still it's still something that um didn't hit mainstream like it's obviously hit in the last five or six years right you know it's funny i've been i've been kind of watching some of the some videos about um the history of D and the, the marketing of it because there was the cartoon and then at the at the same time there actually there was a completely separate company that was marketing that was given the license to make action figures and they have nothing to do with the cartoon <laughs> and it's like almost like the people with at at I think it was like TSR owned Dungeons and Dragons. They almost didn't know what to do with their property, you know? And I was trying to remember when the kind of the, 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 the satanic panic about D and D came about. I, I know somewhere around second edition, I think second edition came out 89, I think. And somewhere before, like before then, like the books, they would come out, they'd have big letters, Dungeons and Dragons, big, huge letters. And then after the kind of the brouhaha, which was actually, you know, it was nothing really. But suddenly TSR, when they sold their D&D their D &D books, D&D was written really tiny in the books. So it almost like they're almost trying to hide the fact that this is Dunge Dungeons and Dragons property. I think when this show came out, I don't think that panic had hit yet. I don't think people really knew. No one really knew what Dungeons and Dragons w was, you know. Oh. Um, so I think this is around the time where, like, hey, we got this cool little, you know, game, and we're, we can sell the rights to the action figures and sell the rights for a Saturday morning cartoon. Like, no one really knew, and I think it was probably after, I, I would guess somewhere ab after that show ended, somewhere along the lines, someone like some kid had some sort of weird, you know, episode. I don't even know the history, I, and it's sad because I did a book report about this in, in like, uh, junior high. Um but like the, it was like some kid who was like like already mentally ill, but people saw found he had D and D books in his possession. It's like oh, it's D and D, you know. That's what started it all. Um, but yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. I want to say I don't think any I don't think any network would want to pick up the the animation rights to a show that was being linked to some sort of <laughs> satanic panic kind of thing. So I have to believe it was somewhere after that show yeah. that uh, that all kind of came out. Yeah, it, it it like you know the time frame. It kind of sounds right. It probably would have been right after. It definitely would have felt like it was late eighties at at mm. the very uh, at the very least. Um, well, you know, as I said pre-show, I, I I watched an episode. What we normally do is I'll I'll try to watch an episode. I will get it right out of the bat. I I did not get a chance to watch it with the kids. Um, although I think Caden would have really liked it. Um, yeah. Both both Caden and Abigail are very into dinosaurs and dragons and um you know you in magic and and mm -hmm. uh, and all that fun stuff so there's obviously a lot of that but like i i you know from an 80s perspective it, it didn't really have like i watched a I, I watched the first episode and the start of the second episode it doesn't have a theme song um mm -hmm. but every episode starts with these characters going to a a, a carnival and mm -hmm. they say, oh, there's a Dungeons and Dragons ride. Let's go on it. And they go on it, and then they get teleported into this um, into this world. So I, I took – the intro is like a minute long. I'm not going to play it all. But I cut out two parts that are really good. Like, this is how it starts. Hey, look! A Dungeons and Dragons ride! So 
so they go into the ride and then they're like oh this is great and then they get uh, they get zapped into this world they're introduced to the dungeon master um who kind of closes out the intro i am dungeon master your guide in the realm of dungeons and dragons and, and that's the intro oh. to every show so does that bring back some memories yes here in the end of that just the end piece of that i was like oh that's when you're like all right we're done with the stupid intro i've seen a million times now we can get to the show you yeah. know and i remember i remember being a little kid thinking do they really have dungeons and dragons rides at a music like thinking like i gotta find these amusement parks where they have dungeons and dragons rides and it's like no no one has dungeons and dragons right no no amusement park would, ha- would have that theme you know that seems like the more lucrative, you know, place to be. Like you just build like one ride and just, you know, bring in all the money as opposed to trying to like launch an animated TV show, right? Like, <laughs> right. If they had rides and that was doing well, like you just you'd be good to go. Uh, uh, but it, the ride that they have kind of reminds me of like um, it's not. It's kind of build as a roller coaster, but it's more like they put you in the cart and they run you through. Like something like a haunted house. I was going to say like a haunted house, right? Yeah, that's kind of what it looked like. And, you know, in in the show, like these six characters, they get transported. The whole intro, the, the piece that I cut out, is the dungeon master sort of giving everybody their class. Mm-hmm. And um, the first thing, I, I took some notes, obviously, like, um, I thought, and I might, I might be wrong, but I thought, like, for mid-80s, the animation style, it was pretty well done. Like... Mm-hmm. I felt like it was it was uh, it was put together well. Obviously, doesn't stand a chance against what they could do right now with computer right. animation. But back then, like the animation seemed clean enough. It seemed like everything mm-hmm. moved really well, um, and like everything had more animation than any of like the Hanna Barbera stuff, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> so that was really good. Um, I also made a uh, I made a note here that like for being just transported to this world of Dungeons and Dragons and being like. Like a, the dungeon master comes up and like, okay, you're a ranger, you're a acrobat, you're a thief, you're a wizard, and then like five, two minutes into the show, they're all like, do they all know their class? Mm-hmm. And I've, I've, we talked about it earlier. I played a little bit of D and D, and I never knew my class, you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and they're sitting there, and they're good to go minute one like mm-hmm. obviously if you're excited about a dungeon and or dungeon and dragons ride at a festival i guess you kind of know the handbook right that, that was gonna be my my cutter argument i was like well i could almost give them a although no one ever said wow it's weird this is the world that we play in every week or whatever you know no one no one ever mentions the fact that in their world <laughs> in the real world this is a this is a role-playing game with dice and, and miniatures. They just like, hey, a Dungeons and Dragons ride, and then suddenly there's off to the races. And they never once mention like, oh, this is just like from the Monster Manual. You know, there's, there's no mention of that. Yeah, there is no, yeah, you're right, absolutely. Um, being like an 80s uh, show, there is the uh, required silly animal slash um the slimer character so when i grew up the the cartoon i watched was uh the real ghostbusters a lot of ghostbusters and, oh i watched uh, that too yeah yeah exactly and um they have a character that appears to be like a small unicorn called uh uni and mm-hmm. i'm gonna play these clips and i'm gonna i'm gonna ask you like d- does this sound familiar to you and there's two clips here 
This is like embarrassing. <laughs> you know, I was thinking, I was thinking like if you, if with no context, if you played that for me, would I know what show that's from? <laughs> like, I don't think I would know what show that. And someone's like, you watch this, this every Saturday morning. I think if, okay, I think if you said I watch this every Saturday morning, I think I might figure that out. Ugh. But uh, yeah, that sounds about right, though. That's that's uni. That's a unicorn. Yeah, so that's uni. And I mean, I thought I mentioned earlier. I watched a lot of the real Ghostbusters, and you had too. It sounded an awful lot like Slimer. Like, not necessarily yeah. all the sounds, but like close enough in the way he would kind of emote sometimes. Yeah. And sure enough, it's the same voice actor. Oh, I mean, is it really? Yeah, it's Frank Weller, which again, like, is like, oh, Frank Weller voices the weird sounding animal slash, you know, grumpy monster. Like, of course, it's Frank Weller. Like, he's all over, you know, animation for the last 50 years, right? So oh, it shouldn't surprise anyone, but I, th- I thought for sure, I was like, well, it's got to be the same person. And sure enough, it is because. Oh, well done. That yeah. Oh, that's some great little geeky trivia stuff right there. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I honestly, I had a lot of fun watching the show. And again, like, I think most of the stuff we've watched for these kids TV show reviews has been recent stuff in the last 10 years. And, mm. you know, it, it's still kids content, so it's not it's not made for me. But I feel like watching this, you know, D&D show, it's kind of like this was made for me if I was into Dungeons and Dragons like 25 years ago, like when I was a kid, you know, mm-hmm. and yeah, like, yeah. you know, um, under, under 10, I guess. I feel like that, that is what the target audience for this is. And it's got, it's got everything you've got. Um, you know, you got the, you got the Scooby-Doo bad guy who says words like, um, meddlesome. And I, I, I capped, uh, I capped his, he has a line near the end of the episode where I had to cap it because he, he says the word that I feel like was only said when kids were foiling your plans. <laughs> so uh, here he is getting real upset. I will add your magic to mine and then destroy you and your meddlesome friends. <laughs> hey, who refers to anyone as meddlesome? I don't know, but I feel like we could bring it back. You're right. It's only Scooby-Doo villains and 80 cartoons villains meddlesome. <laughs> <laughs> no it's and and there's a lot of this in here like uh he you know he's a bad guy so of course he's got to yell this Four. so i'll keep that around for when crofton <laughs> gets back um it'll come in handy um i'm pretty sure this is also frank weller like as a dungeon and dragon show there's um when i played dungeons and dragons there was never really a lot of dragons but this show has a lot of dragons right off the bat and uh, they all sound a little bit like this. Just like really loud, snarling beasts. And uh, yeah, pretty much uh, the sounds used for every wild animal in 80s cartoons as well. The The little like weird snarl there at the end although it's funny listening to like uh, some of it and most of that was a person screaming you could kind of tell like doing a voice like oh god bless him for having the i don't, I don't think i would have it in me i'd be way too embarrassed like okay now scream like a dragon really loud you know in a sound booth like no i don't i don't think i'd have it in me i yeah. couldn't do it you probably have to come in one day it's like okay today you're doing the dragon sounds and then tomorrow you're just gonna talk so uh, oh. make sure you drink a lot of watered honey or honey water, I guess. 
I think I'd have to drink a lot of booze to like get the nerve to do that. <laughs> <laughs> just to yell and like defoul a microphone. Like yeah. just how many, you know, air filters do they or pop filters do they have to throw out <laughs> just mm. to get that sound. <laughs> Um, there's, uh, you know, there's a lot of like, uh, magic in this first episode. Uh, one of the characters who is, who is a wizard, um, keeps, keeps messing up spells and such. And, uh, there is this moment where they're walking across a desert and the characters are all saying, oh, I'm hungry. Like, when are we going to eat? When, how are we going to get home? And the wizard's like, well, I can just conjure us some food. And uh, it, it doesn't really uh, go to plan. And I, I, I feel like I, I'll need to know at the end of the clip, but I feel like it's probably something that will continue throughout the season. Abra, come here. Magic burgers up here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Gee, Presto, I kind of like my burgers a little more well done than that. Yeah, that's that's the '80s for you. <sighs> yeah, that that's just the, the writers in the room. Like that's fine. He makes a cow. That's fine. <laughs> and the cow is a bit because he comes back, and I think at the end of the episode, um, they all are riding away on horses, and the one guy, you know, the wizard riding the horse, the cow. No, the, and this oh. is the thing. Like the wizard's like uh, the wizard. The wizard has a horse, and uh, there's this one dude in the group who's kind of like. Um, he appears to be like the spoiled rich brat oh, of the yeah. group and he he doesn't have a horse and he's like well, what am i gonna ride and then they're like well you can ride the cow it's like i'm not riding anything you can milk and and sure enough he the cow is he's stuck with the cow because no one no one likes this kid um i think the only reason they keep him around is is because um <laughs> they're too nice to leave him behind because everyone's so nice in the show I, I was thinking more like we'd have to explain to his mom what happened and uh yeah you're right he does sound like a guy who comes from a lot of money and like yeah yeah he was a cavalier i remember that dungeon master <laughs> called him a cavalier and i remember looking through the D books like i don't see cavalier anywhere in these books i, was, I remember trying to figure out like what class is he <laughs> yeah he was the cavalier and um i did i did cap this bit of him sheila can't you do something about your little brother he's not bothering anyone he's bothering me He's such a he's such a, a little brat that that cavalier guy. Yeah, I know. I know. But uh, yeah, no, it, it was um, it, again. It was a really good show. I was impressed uh, again. Like I I remember seeing the suggestion pop up as Dungeons and, and Dragons, and I didn't realize there was a Saturday morning cartoon. And then having watched it's all on YouTube. I should have mentioned that at the top of the show. Mm-hmm. It's all on YouTube. You can watch them. It's in a playlist. We'll link it in the, in the show notes, and you guys uh, at home can check it out. Um, but yeah, like I would say, you know, um, it's really well done. I I think like if your kids are interested in you know more older animation, like if they're enjoying the stuff on uh, Disney Plus, and you kind of want to introduce them to more like sword and sorcery. I feel like this is totally fine. Like there's really nothing in mm-hmm. here that jumps out in the first episode is something that you'd have to, you know, worry about. There, are, There's a scary dragon with five heads. So again, like mm. maybe if they're not too into monsters, you might want to like wait a little bit. And mm. there is an evil wizard. Um, but again, like Scooby-Doo villain at best. <laughs> yeah, I would say pretty much if you can get through the intro, because intro does at least showcase those two villains. 
and yeah. pretty much in their peak too, like looking very menacing. Other than that, the villains are usually just talking and getting thwarted. So the intros were they're the most scary. So if a kid can make it through the intro, then they're you're golden. Yeah, agreed. Yep, that's a really uh, that's a really good point. I think the intro has um, pretty much the whole show in the mm. first minute and gives you a good idea as to whether your kids can can handle this one. But yeah. Uh, that is the, uh, the last, uh, kids TV show review we, we had in the queue. So hopefully everyone enjoyed that. And, uh, this would be the moment where we, you know, shift over to the diapers section of the show. I know we talked a lot about our kids, you know, throughout the dungeons. I know. I think, I hope I don't come off too, like whiny about my kids. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize like really, really kind of complaining, aren't I? No, no, no. You know what? It's, it's not complaining. It's, it's the truth. It's just, it is. I thought you were going to say it's venting. Well, it's also <laughs> no, venting. It's, like, it's venting. <laughs> it's, and, and here's the thing. Like, um, you, you, I I find some, some people might say like, oh yeah, some people, you know, complain about their kids, but really it's like, we're just, uh, we're just talking about, yeah, <laughs> about yeah. our kids. And I think like they are at that age where you do have to sort of like think about a lot of this stuff and, and you do have a, a little bit less free time. And we talk pre-show about, you know, it all, It also really depends on, like, your schedules and your kids' schedules. And my kids go to bed at 7 o'clock um, at night. So I do have my evenings. Now, mind you, I can't stay up too late right. because they're <laughs> up early. But, like, that that's a big deal, right? So there's there's a good three-hour window where I, I have time to do stuff where I'm not too sleepy depending on the day, but, but I do, ha- I do have to try to remind myself to go to bed early. Um, so that I, I, cause I have to be up at six when they wake up, but, uh, mm-hmm. it's all about where you can fit it in. Right. And it's, um, that's the, that's the truth. And that's, that's what we talk about here on the show is just like, uh, you know, fitting in the, the geeky stuff where we can. And again, like, I think with some of the stuff, like I totally understand that drive and I've been there and I, and I'm still there of like, well, maybe maybe we can kind of say fast track a little bit, but like let's get to Star Wars maybe a couple years earlier. Let's see if see if we can push yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> I totally totally understand that. Um, yeah. But like you know, you mentioned we're in the pandemic, and um, it's been for for us here. It's been we've been at home with the kids for you know a year and a half now, or yeah, I guess it's been about a year and a half. And uh, we just, I think last month, in the last month, we just had like our first big, we've been doing a lot of the, um, because we're all vaccinated, um, our, the grandparents are vaccinated, and they've shown an interest in having the kids sleep over. Like, I don't know if you have family uh, right there in town, but. Yeah, I, I, I got family nearby that uh, the little ones uh, spent the night at it a few times. Yeah, and I'm, and that is obviously the tough part, and we're we're dealing with it right now, because we, we have sent, uh, we sent Caden and Abigail they went to my parents who live about an hour and a half away and um, I, I drove them out and brought all their stuff and I dropped them off and, and they stayed for about, you know, four nights. And, and I remember doing that as a kid, like going to my grandparents at the time, I always thought, Oh, this is great. I get to be in a new environment, do something different, mm-hmm. stay in a new place. What was going, I can tell you what wasn't going through my head. It's like, it's like, Oh, mom and dad really needed this break. <laughs> Right. <laughs> oh yeah, you don't think about that at all. Yeah, I know. And and now <laughs> that I'm, I have kids, and uh, this is just, I'm just starting to think about this right now. Is like, Kate and Abigail were gone for five days, and yeah, we still have the youngest one, so it's not like a complete like 
no kids right. weekend. You know, we still have Isabel because because she's still nursing, and um, and can't really stay anywhere without you know mom. Uh, so, but like I yeah, I never really thought about that. Like when I went away as a kid, I never really thought like oh, good mom and dad will have a break. They can you know finally have the energy to to do what they've been waiting to do with like cleaning out the house or you know playing. I guess they didn't really play video games, <laughs> but. Uh, that's sort of where I'm at. It's like, oh man, I'm going to be able to get some some time in the when the sun's up to play some video mm-hmm. games and and maybe go for a walk where we're not stopping every two minutes to to check right. out a pine cone. And uh, <laughs> and now I feel like I'm complaining, but again, it's the truth. It's what happens it every time I go for a walk. <laughs> I I have collections of pine cones and crab apples, like four or five of them on my front porch, and I'm like, when are we going <laughs> to sneak these over to a fire or something? But um, <laughs> Yeah, you know, I think there was a time before I had children that I would, if you told me that, I'd be like, there must be something wrong with your child. Why would they do that? But you'd tell me, like, they're collecting pine cones. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, like, yep, yep. Mine doesn't, but, like, I get it. I 100% get that. Like, yeah, you can't go anywhere without some weird behavior. It's almost OCD-ish that they have to, like, do some weird thing. Yeah. Collect stick. Or, yeah, she would push her little... Her, her, uh, her big wheel that had a little trunk in it, and she would have to stop every two seconds to pick up a stick and put it in there and not just all the sticks just ones that she found interesting which looked like all the other sticks anyway yeah, yeah. no i get that yeah yeah but i mean you know maybe maybe this is uh you know uh evidence of a problem but i remember there was a week where um and i, and I don't actually think it's a problem i i, I thought it was it's yeah. quite funny <laughs> looking back at it but there was a week where abigail we would go for a walk and there was this like dead bird just on the side of the just off the sidewalk and it was like we got to go see the dead bird. I'm like, really? We got to go like this the, this route to go see the dead bird and just look at it and be like, all right, we're good. Let's keep moving. And that's literally what it was. But like, then it turned into, we'd be walking down the street and every person we'd come to, Abigail would stop and yell at the person like, we're going to see the dead bird. And I'm like, yep, maybe next week it'll be something different. But this week it's the dead bird. And uh, the whole neighborhood knew she was the... Oh yeah, gotta go see the dead bird up the street, and uh, yeah, like kids do latch onto that thing, and I think it is like I don't know if it's. See, here's the thing: I used to think like, well, maybe it is something like their brains like latching onto something, and they're they're processing it, so they Mm -hmm. they feel they need to go see it to be like, well, maybe today it'll be different. Still dead, still dead bird. Um, Mm -hmm. But then I thought to myself like, okay maybe maybe they're smarter than we think and they're doing it to be like watch this you know what i'm gonna do today caden i'm gonna i'm gonna go make us see that dead bird again and you could just yeah. watch as mom and dad kind of go Ooh, really yeah <laughs> and i wonder maybe they're just they've caught on they know how to really <laughs> just have fun i don't know yeah yeah i i just think that kids have a unique i think for me is i feel like they have a unique experience and then they just want to replicate it over and over again <laughs> You know, whether it's a show or a dead bird or whatever, like, oh, I like that. That was interesting. That was out of the norm. And now they just want to replicate it as many times as possible. Yeah, that's also another good, uh, good example for sure. Yeah, I think that I, I think that could be it as well. And I, I've definitely seen that because it would be, you know, they talk, people talk about phases with their kids and it's like, oh, it's just a phase. And I'm like, well, maybe it's not a phase. Maybe it is them finding something that's interesting and and again like you said like repeating it until it's no longer interesting mm-hmm. and maybe 
you and I have just gotten over dead birds a lot faster. Than, you know? <laughs> right. We've done that tour, but, um, but yeah, it's a, it's a wild thing. And, you know, right now summer is sort of, uh, I, I hate to remind everybody, but we reminded up here in Canada because we, they called a federal election. Um, so it was basically like reminding us of like, uh, over the next 30 days, we're going to hear a bunch of people just yelling at each other. Um, but it's basically also a countdown to fall. So it's like, okay, great. Mm. So there's two weeks left of August and I'm kind of sitting here thinking like, man, I I feel like we really need to cram a a little bit more summer in here for the kids. And, and, you know, I know you work full time and, and I work full time and I'm wondering like, even, and with the pandemic as well, like, are you, are are you kind of finding yourself sitting there? It's like, we need to kind of plan a few more things before it's back to school season. That's right. My wife is the one doing all that, all that kind of stuff. I'm, I'm more just like, uh, I, I'm just trying to like keep everyone sane is what my, my kind of, I'm just kind of every day I get home, I'm like, okay, what can I do? It's like, what morals, what can I do around the house that I can't do in the wintertime? So it's, it's less about, I guess it's less about uh, the family. It's more about okay, what what do I need to trim or cut down or fix in the house? You know, we got a window that we got to like address before it gets really cold out. That's kind of falling apart. Uh, that's where I'm. That's where my mind is going. Yeah, no, that's valid as well. And I think I did a little bit of that this summer because I know Ashley was doing a lot of like, you know, she's she's also you know I'm I'm working, but she's taking care of the kids. Like she's also, you know, um, taking care of Isabel when, when she needs, you know, uh, she needs mom. And, and I'm sitting there like, you know what I'm going to do? We've had this back patio door that the clip never worked and you had to like lock it to keep it shut. And that was super annoying. I'm like, I'm going to order a latch off of Amazon. I'm going to replace it myself. And I was just sitting there like so happy. And mind you, like Ashley's like, you know, putting together benches and shelves for (laughs) (laughs) hooks for the back room and i'm sitting here like well i attached a ten dollar patio latch (laughs) and now watch i can close this door meanwhile she like replaced the locks on on the back door that so that we can actually lock it now (laughs) and uh yeah so i'm i'm kind of sitting here as like maybe i need to we need to figure out a couple more summer things to do because we do have um you know our two oldest are going to be going into into school uh in september so i'm also you know, cognizant of that. I remember when I was a kid, it was like this time, August, I'd be getting a little squirrely, you know, cause I know mm. I'd be going back to school and, and I know that always like, yeah, it, it wasn't like a problem, at least like at their age, but it was kind of also like a, a bit, I don't want to say depressing, but also just kind of like a, a it made you a bit manic. Cause you're like, Oh my gosh, yeah, only two yeah. more weeks. I remember that feeling. Yeah. So, you know, I, I also want to like, I don't want to overcorrect, but I also kind of want to, you know, maybe fit a few more for more things in there, and and um, we're gonna try with with that. I, I know there's a water park we want to kind of get to, and uh, we talked about dinosaurs. There's a drive-through um, dinosaur experience uh, here in town, just outside of town. Oh yeah, and um, we did it a couple of years ago, and and they had a Halloween one as well. So it's it's like basically a drive-through, and you it's like a you go along this path in your car and there are a bunch of these like big dinosaurs that they've built and they, they kind of look like, um, I don't know, like not necessarily Jurassic Park level, but they're kind of, uh, you know, animatronic 
sort of stuff you'd see at like museums and stuff and they have all the mm. the sounds and stuff so we play the jurassic park soundtrack and we would go through there and that's that's always a lot of fun so <laughs> oh cool yeah we need to fit that in um but yeah it's uh it's been a busy summer though i mean it, it i'm not gonna sit here and say like it's been quiet <laughs> because it has not um mm. but yeah have you uh did have you been doing anything fun with the kids this summer or just kind of like trying to trying to survive uh on shows other than paw patrol like ha- done anything really cool uh, we've been doing we doing like little excursions the the four the 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 baby doesn't travel real well oh, she's yeah. she does does a lot of screaming in the car so we've always been a little hesitant about going too far with uh with the baby um so we've been kind of staying kind of close to home this summer hopefully next summer is gonna be the summer we 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 cut loose and do something really fun but this this summer has been kind of about just keeping everyone happy until they fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I feel that. I feel that. And you're right. Like if a kid is not good in the car, th- no amount of hey, why don't we try more car is going to fix it. I yeah. can <laughs> speak from experience there, but uh, yeah, yeah, no, it's well, you know what? It's uh, I don't want to keep you too much longer. I, I I had a really good discussion, and I really appreciate you uh, coming on the show and 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 talking about you know, your, your kids and your, your love of, uh, trying to f- find out how we can get through that scene in star Wars where two people are burned to death. <laughs> um, but yeah, really good conversations. And, um, I'm really also really happy. We got to talk about dungeons and dragons, the Saturday morning cartoon. Cause, uh, um, really I've been kind of reviewing them in, in a bubble and, and subjecting Crofton to them and, and not really talking to the, to the people who suggested them. So this was a unique experience. I'm really glad we got to do it and, and relive that show. Um, but before we do go, I want to give you a chance to let everybody know where they can find you on the internet and uh, check out your comic and, and, and all that fun stuff. You could find my comic at bugmartini.com and uh, pretty much Google Bug Martini anything and you'll find me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, I got a Patreon going. Yeah, I can hear the three-year-old in the throes of... Uh... <laughs> bedtime <laughs> it's, it's, it's she's i'm usually the bedtime guy and she's not having a great time up there oh no well, <laughs> well we will get you up there so that uh that you can uh you can get the the little one to bed but yeah i do appreciate you uh coming on the show and uh it was really good catching up with you uh definitely check out bug martini on uh on the internet bugmartini.com and all the other places uh through that google search you can find more shows of Dungeons and Diapers at tgistudios.com slash dad. You can email the show, dad at tgistudios.com. You can also follow us on Twitter. You can find me at R. Murphy, Crofton at Crofton Steers, Adam at Bug Martini, and the show at DND Casts. That's going to do it for this episode of Dungeons and Diapers. Have a great week. Yeah.